Hello, my friends. This is Coach Aaron Saft on the Running is Life podcast. And today I have with me Paul Terranova. And Paul just completed the Rocky Mountain Grand Slam this summer. That consisted of the Hard Rock 100, Leadville 100, Wasatch 100, and the Bear 100. So, uh, you know, some of those overlap, obviously, with the Grand Slam that I did. And Paul committed the Grand Slam, excuse me, completed the Grand Slam himself back in 2012. Um, Paul has done some amazing things, and you'll hear about some of those other adventures that he's had, some of the routes that he's done, some of the other races he's he's experienced. He's just, obviously, since 2012, you're able to do a lot of different things, and Paul has some great stories to share. Uh, as we talk about the Grand Slam, so you can hear about not only uh, the Rocky Mountain Grand Slam, but these other great things that Paul has done. Uh, I want to thank him. Paul is definitely an inspiration to me. I look up to Paul as uh, somebody that continues to do amazing things in our sport. It gives me hope <laughs> that I can you know, get back to, to doing some of these things. And uh, I really appreciate Paul for his time. I want to say just an amazing you know, job to him. Congratulations for completing the Rocky Mountain Slam and doing it in such an amazing fashion. Paul had some incredible finishes at these races, as you'll hear about. So um, I'll, I'll give you my conversation here with Paul Terranova. And then afterwards, after our conversation, I will catch up with you and talk about everything Everything that's going on in the world of running his life. So enjoy this conversation with Paul Terranova. Okay. Paul and I have been talking already, but <laughs> this, uh, Paul, I, I really appreciate you coming on, man. It's so good to see you. And um, I want to start off by just letting you kind of introduce yourself, who you are, where you are, where you come from, <laughs> all your background, all that good stuff. Sure. Um, I'm a Paul Terranova, currently live in Twin Lakes, Colorado. Married to wife of the year, Meredith, for <laughs> 19 years. It'll be 20 years in 2024. So nice. uh, we're looking forward to celebrating that. And um, grew up on the East Coast, born in Tennessee, grew up in, on the East Coast and gradually uh, worked my way here to the mountain time zone. So it's been great. <laughs> yeah, former, how- former triathlete, uh, now trail runner pretty much for the last 10 plus years and um yeah still loving it now getting into some more winter sports <laughs> are you currently sponsored by anybody uh cts coaching cts coaching yeah. got my hat on uh right. yeah coop yeah, primary sponsor you, yeah. yeah jason coop um yeah. dry mac socks okay and uh ambassador for patagonia right on that's a great one that's awesome very cool. How long have you been working with Coop? We've been working together since 2017. Okay. Right on. So it's been it's been a great yeah. relationship and uh, awesome. yeah, to and yeah, feels feels like a great right. I've got this great marriage, right, with, yeah. Yeah. with Meredith and then on the coaching side, <laughs> I feel like I have the same thing with uh with Coop. Nice. Um so um Meredith has been was recently on the podcast and we talked about my own nutrition. Um so you've got a pretty good team around you with having Meredith uh, kind of overseeing your nutrition, you've got Coop overseeing your training. Do you have anybody else that's on your team, any type of uh physical therapist or anything like that? Like what does your team look like aside from Meredith and Coop? I've been pretty lucky since we've been here in Colorado, not to need a lot of physical therapy, um, or anything like that. Um, I did throughout the course of the Rocky mountain slam this summer, I did get, um, 
uh, massages in between those races here mm -hmm. locally um, with uh, Madison Hartshorn um, in what town. Kind of and that was, that was great just to, and there, just to flush the legs and yeah, yeah. There, there's, there's like a lot of different types of massage. Does she have a, a like a, a special type of what, like what's, does she does lymphatic? Does she do sports? Does she do deep tissue? What, what is her specialty? I think she does all of that. And <laughs> I, I'm just looking for a general flush of the legs and maybe some other problem areas, whether it be right lower back or yeah, stuff yeah. like that. So just, just to get the flush going and yeah, feel good about uh, getting back to some light jogging in between the races. Right on. Um, we're going to get into the, the Rocky mountain slam for sure. Just to, I just want to touch on a few things prior. Um, do you do any type of, of strength training or uh, cross training? I do some strength training, uh, mostly dumbbell based just in the garage right quick routine kind of full full body routine um in the summer that might be once or twice a week mm -hmm. and then might be every other week something like that um yeah pull-ups as well got a pull-up bar down there but uh nothing too crazy or intense just just something to hit all the all the major muscle groups and yeah feel good about the effort right on Right on. And, um, so far as, you know, in training for the, the slam, um, your first race was hard rock and we're going to get into each of the races, but, um, what was your build to hard rock? What did that look like? Did you guys set up, um, a 16 week plan leading into hard rock or was it longer? What did that look like? The whole premise for the whole summer was get in shape for hard rock, right? You get in shape yeah. for hard rock as if it's your only race. Right. And then recover and get back to a little bit of running before the next race. Right. Cause it was five yeah. weeks to Leadville, then three weeks to Wasatch and three weeks to the bear. So yeah. get in shape for hard rock. And as far as the number of weeks, right. Coming out of winter, we took the winter pretty light when it came to running and I was doing a lot of skiing um, and schemo races was the intensity for that and had a good couple peak weeks, particularly we went out to Western States to crew. So got a, got a good block of training the end of June nice. and the snow here in the Sawatch range was a little bit less than right the san juans got crushed with snow right areas like steamboat to the north of us got a lot of snow so we were able to get up high relatively early which was good so there yeah. was good running all around here um in terms of number of weeks that's a good question i don't <laughs> quite know how many that's okay weeks um but they're right it's just get good fitness, be healthy going into the, the spring. I did do the turquoise Lake 20 K, which was a good shake out in early June. Okay. And then uh, there's a local race down in Buena Vista called the spirit trail marathon that I yeah. did um, later. It's Memorial day weekend. Yeah. 
So yeah, so those were two good little check marks just to see where I'm at and um, yeah, then be able to pivot from there um, and yeah, get in some bigger, bigger days, particularly early to mid June leading into July. And what did, what was your biggest day or biggest weekend? Did you guys have like a big effort that you had planned or did you do like a, I know Coop likes to do like the training camp style. Um, yeah, a couple, couple back-to-backs, right? Two, right? Eight hour back-to-backs, Friday, Saturday, back-to-back. Okay. On the, yeah. Um, back-to-back six or seven hour runs, you know, at the tail end of a pretty, pretty taxing week. And I mean, hours might be anywhere from 15 to 20 hours in that range. I think we peaked out at a little over 20 hours for a week. And that's with, right, a lot of vert as well. And Yeah. What did vert look like? Uh, I mean, peak week, probably 30. Wow. Thousand feet. So you, you basically did the hard rock, you know, basically over the course of a week. Yeah, that's a good way to that's a good way to couch that. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, and a couple twenty thousand, twenty five thousand foot weeks, Man. but not, you know, it's kind of like up and then down, yeah, and then yeah. a rest week and then up and down. Right, I can't quite get up, stay up yes. for a couple of weeks and then come down. That'll right. that's too much for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough to recover, especially as we get older. <laughs> so, yeah. Older, <laughs> right. We live at 9,700 feet. So you have yep. to take that into account as yes. far as recovery goes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Um, So Paul has also done the, the grand slam, which uh, it, I think it was your, wasn't it like your first year of ultra running that you <laughs> did the, uh, the grand slam. My um, first year of hundreds was 2012 Western uh, States, right? Uh, Western States, Leadville or Vermont, Leadville, and then Wasatch. And three of those four were hard rock qualifiers. Nice. <laughs> because Western and, uh, and Leadville used to be hard rock qualifiers back in the day. And that's where you started um, getting your tickets for hard rock was back then 2012. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it took you yeah, it was, 11 it years. It was a paper application <laughs> to get into hard rock. So you had to check mark, right? Which races you did gotcha. uh, in 2012 for the 2013 lottery. <laughs> so from 2012 to, I guess it was the 2022 lottery is when you got in. So 10 years of, of lotteries it took to get in. Had you ever been on the wait list? I, I had been on the wait list, but far down. Far yeah. down the wait list. Yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. And we had two years. Yeah. And there were what? Eight, eight lotteries, right? Because of the yeah. Yeah. Right, COVID, COVID and the, and the last year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because I had got in the year before the those two years. Um, that, well, I had got it to the wait list. And then because of those two years, that's what really brought me down because I was pretty high on the wait list too. Um, wow. That's amazing. Um so um, let's talk a little bit about Rocky Mountain Grand Slam and the difference between the two slams. Um, what races entail? You kind of spoke to which races you did, but um, I imagine there's a few more that you could do to be incorporated into the Rocky Mountain Slam. So which which races are part of that? Sure. I My four that I picked, Hard Rock in July, Leadville, 
in August, which is right out our front door here. And then uh, Wasatch and the Bear. So those are my four. And I know this starting this year, they added on a couple extra okay. that you can include just because of how hard it is to get into hard rock. Uh, it can be challenging to get into Leadville as well. So mm -hmm. they've opened up the pool of eligible races in the, in the Rocky mountains to do, which okay. I think is a great thing, Yeah, right. To be able to keep that slam alive and sustainable for the future. Nice. Uh, and which races were those that they added? They added. So, so Bighorn has been part of it. Okay. So you could also do Bighorn. And Jeff Browning added, did Bighorn, right? Correct. Cause he did not get into Leadville. So they added Uray 100 Ooh, Wyoming range 100. Okay. All right. So you have basically seven races that you can choose from. Yes. Yeah. And used to be that you had to do hard rock and the bear were the two mandatory races. Whereas okay. now the bear is the only mandatory race because hard rock is, is challenging to get into. Yes. And, um, as with the, you know, with the regular grand slam, um, you Wasatch is supposed to be your, your finale is is the bear supposed to be your finale i'm not familiar with the timeline yes. with some of the others yes. okay. okay yeah bear is right because it is the mandatory race and typically the uh race director there cody draper right has has now still included um yeah the rocky mountain slam is the finale or or sorry the bear is the finale of the rocky mountain slam and embrace okay. that fully and helped organize everything and so he structured and he, so he organizes the Rocky mountain slam as well. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, is there a, I, I'm sorry, I didn't look, but is there a website for the, the Rocky mountain slam? There is, there's a couple of, uh, places you can go either to ultra sign up. You okay. can go to, uh, the ultra sign up page for the Rocky mountain slam, then okay. run one hundreds.com, which is Stan Jensen's mm -hmm. website, uh, has, a lot of information and historical finishers Okay, for that. And uh, yeah, it's been, it's been great. And it was a seed that was planted since doing the, the grand slam in 2012. I, at the time was living in Texas and no Texan had ever done the Rocky mountain slam. And I, I don't think it. any Texan has, has done it since. And yeah, now that I'm a Colorado resident, I still don't think a Texan has done the Rocky Mountain Slam. So, <laughs> Texas, get okay. after it. All right. Oh my goodness. Okay. So, um, okay, and, and then I'm, and I'm super thankful, right, for right taking so long to get into Hard Rock. It was really a blessing that um, now that I've been in Colorado for a couple of years couple seasons of training just to have a different experience than I would have had yeah. living in Texas. That's cool. Um, and I want to talk about a bit of that too. Um, so many things to talk about. Um, so, uh, from the, uh, from the ultra sign at page, there's also, and look, and look, I'm drinking coffee out of my hard rock. Oh, finisher oh, mug. Yeah. You got came oh, in the mail yeah, this week. Cool. So yeah. You got the green. I got, I got, 
Uh, I got the reverse color. So um, Paul, for that, nobody can see it because we're, we're going to be in audio, but he's got the green with white letters. I have white with green letters for the Hard Rock Cup. Yeah, that's that's a nice touch with all the finishers on it. I like that. Right on. Right cool. on. I've heard I've heard from people that have done them, done them before that don't put your coffee mug in the dishwasher because it'll fade. <laughs> Yes. All the all the yeah. printing. So yes. I got that advice Ours. from Nick from Nick Petitella, one of my longtime pacers nice. and friends and adventure yes. buddies. He said, hand wash it. <laughs> yes. Don't put it in the Our, don't put ours, it in the dishwasher. Ours, ours is just ornate. <laughs> ours is on one of the shelves. Um you don't drink out of it? I, I break coffee mugs a little too easily. So I, I've switched over to metal because <laughs> okay. I am nefarious for breaking coffee mugs. So I don't want to break that one, obviously. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm just put that one away because it's pretty special. Okay. Um, that's cool. Yes. Um, and the the last um, on Ultra Sign, there's also a link for the website. Um, so that brings you to the Bear website. And under the Bear website, there is uh, more information about the Rocky Mountain Slam, which is really cool that they've incorporated seven races into this. Um, so with the grand slam, there's a, a registration fee, like, you know, cause they, they do do trophy, et cetera. Um, is there a fee associated with registering for the Rocky mountain slam? There is, there's a nominal, yeah. I want to okay. say $75 mm-hmm. or so, something like that. And you get at the conclusion, well, you can't see it, but you get a wooden, um box rocky mountain slam 2023 engraved with your name on the inside in which you can store your medals or your uh your buckles that's cool from the rocky mountain slam maybe you could you could take a picture of that and we could include it at the uh the social media post so people can see what you you want i think i already maybe on on strava somewhere Cool. uh there's a couple of photos yeah. but yeah we can we can definitely yeah, do that that'd be cool sweet yeah um yeah so thanks to thanks to cody and right i i know andrew barney who's a long time rocky mountain slammer was also part of making sure that the series has life to it so thanks to him for helping uh foster that that's cool yeah this, i mean this is you know it's a lesser known one and that's kind of why i wanted to to talk about it but you learned about it back in 2012 do you know the history about when this approximately started yeah so i think in the late 90s early 2000s that was the genesis of it all Mm. and uh yeah stan's uh Stan's website on run 100s, right. Has a lot of, a lot more detail about how that all started. And uh, yeah, it's just, just some great history. I know Rock Horton was part of that. Leland Barker, the, the longtime bear race director um, before Cody. And um, yeah, it just has some pretty cool history and the names of people that have, that have uh, towed the line for that. I know Carl in 2006 probably had one of his probably arguably one of the best years in ultra running. Mm. Um, uh, yeah. At least on the male side, if you look at <laughs> his results from 2006, uh, not just in the Rocky mountain slam, but outside of that pretty, pretty incredible stuff. <laughs> That's cool. Um so it, it, does Carl have the, the kind of the uh, fastest summation of those? 
He does. Yeah. He does. If you yeah. Yeah, look at his times from 2006, uh, um, he was well under 90 hours total for okay. all all four of his races. And, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, what was, that's, what, was your, what was your total in comparison? I think it was 90, 92 and change. Wow, so you were pretty low. darn close. You were pretty darn close. 92.02. Did Jeff finish this year? Unfortunately, Jeff did not. He okay. got injured about midway through the bear. Okay. Um, tripped and fell, hit his quad on a boulder and Ooh. soldiered on for 20, 25 more miles until it just was not bearable anymore. Gotcha. 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 Yeah, but I think he's made a full a full recovery from that. So good. Good, good. kudos to him and yeah i think he's already thinking about what's what rocky mountain slam 2.0 looks <laughs> like for him <laughs> and um how many people tried the slam this year do you know how many people i think it was just here? just jeff andrew and me okay we're the only only three and did you say andrew for. completed it he did yes yeah. so two of you completed it right on yeah so i think there were 17 that started the grand slam this year and seven finished um it was a little bit you know i hate to be in the year of an asterisk with vermont getting canceled um because you know it it almost felt you know like it took away from the spirit of the the slam um not having vermont in there not through any fault of our own of course but it also seemed like people extended the the slam a little too far because you know as we talked about there's supposed to be a finale and not i'm not passing judgment i'm just saying like in the spirit of the grand slam you're supposed to finish at wasatch mm-hmm. you know due to the cancellation some people did races after wasatch which you know again we've got some asterisks but um there was you know seven finishers out of 17 um leadville taking out <laughs> a ton of people mm-hmm. um but um that so you out of the races Obviously, you did Hard Rock for the first time. That was your first Hard Rock finish. Um, you have run Leadville in the past because you mentioned you did it in the mm-hmm. the Grand Slam. Um, have you done Leadville any other times? So that would be two. Have you done Leadville anymore? Just two. That was it. Was my second Leadville, my second okay. Wasatch, and my second Bear. Wow. Okay. So you yeah. had seen three of the four courses. Wow. Um, Correct. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. And I um, and the Bear was my. 20 so so partially by design the last couple of years the bear was my 25th hundred wow so kind of nice little bookend to have it right the grand slam starting it and rocky mountain slam at the end of it and right that's 25 hundreds uh through the course of what 11 years and um yeah, I'll I'll be fifty in a couple weeks. So this was right in in celebration of that <laughs> right advanced celebration yeah. of turning fifty that, to that's cool. really have a big summer. That's very cool. And um, yeah, those those twenty five hundreds don't include the collegiate loop, which is one hundred sixty two miles um, here on portions of the Colorado Trail, and then Nolan's fourteen, which was which was last year. Cool. Man, done some cool stuff, my friend. <laughs> but right, but there's but there's so much more cool stuff. To I, do. There is, there is absolutely. You are. Correct. It never stops. It does not. It does not. Um. 
out of those, uh, the four that you did this year, um, did you have a favorite? Hard Rock for sure. Yeah. Right? Hard Rock, yeah. just the first time being out there and right. I've paced out there a couple of times and mm-hmm. help, help some buddies get to the finish line and seen the course in one direction or the other <laughs> over the course of years. And so, yeah, to be able to finally put it all together, be able to get in and kiss the rock was incredible. Right. Leadville was great. Cause it's, right. We get to sleep in our bed here and roll up to the start line and sleep in our bed right afterwards. So that's really cool. And going back to Wasatch, right. I had right. Wasatch was the end of the grand slam for the both right us. Mm-hmm. And I had been saving it for the Rocky mountain slam to do it again. That's cool. So it was, it was fun to go back and right. Remember the parts that I knew were hard and then <laughs> there were parts that, <laughs> I'm like, I don't remember this at all. This, <laughs> <laughs> this must have blocked it out of my memory. Oh. And then and then going back to the bear was great too, because I had I had done the bear in 2021. And um, yeah, fun to fun to go back. And yeah, it's just great. Cool. Cool. Um, would you say your highest moment was when you got to kiss the rock in the slam? Yes. Yeah, yeah. that was just so great to put together a good race and I'm really thankful and blessed right for support crew and Meredith for being there for all of those, my pacers that I, that I had and helped me out during the, during the course of the summer (laughs) and never had to put a a rain jacket on for all four races, which is incredible. (laughs) (laughs) Who would have thought that? Right. You pack all this, all this snivel gear and rain gear and, (laughs) Yeah, plans for bad weather, and then you never use it. That's fantastic. And um, tell everybody about what was your finish at Hard Rock? Hard Rock, I was, let me look it up so I don't miss <laughs> misrepresent myself. 754, so right under 28 hours, um, which was really, yeah, super, super happy with that. No, No complaints at all for how that, uh, how that played out. And you ended up what place? Eighth overall, Eighth overall. Uh, sixth in the men's division. That's all awesome. right because Courtney and yes. Annalise were crushing it. just in front of me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah crushing. Just <laughs> absolutely so good. Yeah, so good. That's incredible. That's awesome. Very cool. Um, what was the lowest moment in the slam for you? Did you have one? <laughs> uh, oh, so, yeah. So middle of middle of Wasatch. Wasatch, I think it was. Yeah, Jeff and I came into one of the middle eight stations, maybe mile 49 or so. And it was crazy hot as you come into Lambs Canyon, right? That underpass. And yeah, I knew that I was warm and right was starting to cramp. And right, I, I had been taking salts and trying to, keep everything in balance and um yeah my crew had a little cup of spicy v8 which right is a good push of sodium it's salty all right so and that just looked and sounded fantastic so i drank that real quick and um right sat down to change my shoes and i think jeff was doing the same thing too and right they they had other drinks for me i think one was a sun-kissed orange soda i was like oh that's that sounds great. <laughs> right. So 
So spicy V8, and this is totally self-imposed, right? Because everything was ice cold, and I had some sparkling water, and I'm sitting down changing my shoes, and then and then we stand up, right, to 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 leave, and all right that that concoction of all of that carbonated in my stomach was not good at all. So my apologies to to the aid station volunteers and everybody who was there because. It was not pretty, but but I salvaged, right? I was able to triage coming up the road, which, which was freshly chip sealed, mm-hmm. right? As you leave mm-hmm. there and mm-hmm. just the smell of asphalt mm-hmm. and be yes. able to take a negative and be able to just nurse nurse my stomach yeah. back to some sort of reasonable uh <laughs> homeostasis because it was it was not good right there for a while oh my gosh yeah. um and i lost i lost sight of jeff right we left we left together and then he got he got a great gap on me and so that was one mistake that was that was a big rookie mistake that i made uh mid-race so mm-hmm. i was a little bit bummed about that right because yeah. i know better than yeah. the than to do something like that. But I was, I also know better, right. Not to try and push it mm-hmm. or keep pushing it coming out of that and be able to, to salvage it. And, and I think I, I don't think I lost any significant places um, after that. Cause I finished up fourth. Nice. Um, yeah. Maybe the, maybe that one guy, Jonathan love passed me Um and yeah, he and Jeff dueled for second place at the end, but he was, he was moving great. So you ended up fourth at Wasatch. Fourth. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Another, another Crimson Cheetah buckle. So, <laughs> and I think a little bit faster than my time in 2012. Very cool. That's cool. Um, <clears throat> something that I want to go back to, you had mentioned that you're in Twin Lakes now. Um was the move associated with the slam in order to prep better for the slam or something, just a life change that you guys just did (laughs) COVID COVID uh, purchase. We were out in summer of 2020 and rented a place down in Buena Vista, which is just about 30 minutes South of here and doing the collegiate loop, scouting the collegiate loop and, and, and then completing it that fall and one of the rentals that we were in was for sale. And so, right, we start looking at places and <laughs> that snowballs into a place that, right, you think is going to be a part-time place to go. And it, it quickly turns into full-time. Of course. <laughs> and, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so we were part-time. We were splitting time the following year. And then uh, sold our place in Austin early 2022. Mm. That's cool. Um, and then, you know, we, we kind of touched on Hard Rock and Wasatch. And if there's more to those stories, obviously we can we can get into those. Um, let's go in between those two was Leadville, which you said is basically out your front door because you're, you know, as we just said, in Twin Lakes. Um, <clears throat> how did Leadville go for you? Leadville went well. I was surprised my climbing legs going up and over Hope Pass and back weren't as fresh or springy as I would have liked. 
So and, and you had five weeks, you said between hard weeks. rock. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And uh, you know, with that said, how did you, did you feel okay going into race day? Like, did you feel pretty recovered? Yes. Yeah. 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 Felt good. good. The backside of hope pass coming back from Winfield was really hot. Yes. Uh, yes. So had to manage right hydration and mm-hmm. e- yeah. Effort coming over the backside. Um, did a much better job coming out of Twin Lakes. Picked up my pacer, Noah Williams, who's a local local guy here. And, uh, yeah, we made really good work coming back. Mm. So that was that was cool. really fun uh, for that. And, um, yeah, he took me all the way to Top of Sugarloaf uh, Space Camp and switched out pacers there. My buddy Andrew Leatherby then took me to May Queen, uh, and beyond, we actually went past May Queen. Um, so yeah, so it was, it was a pretty good race. Would have, would have liked to have a better up and down hope pass, but, uh, yeah, you take what the day gives you. Yeah. 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 Well, I think everybody was suffering on, <laughs> on hope pass. <laughs> it was, I didn't see anybody was, that, except for it, who was it? Was it PJ that ended up winning? Um, uh jp jp I, maybe i have it, it transposed <laughs> yeah um i think so yeah so I, he i mean when he came up and over and, and he was that guy was in a zone you know was, like he looked like he was just having a day um but you know i, I can certainly say like you know we had a, a local here in western north carolina um luke paulson that he took second yeah and, yeah. and like, I don't know how I totally missed him. Like it's, you know, one of the people that I, I know and I like, you know, I didn't even see him, saw you, you know, but uh, I mean, it was just uh, everybody looked like they're like, <laughs> you know, coming up and over hope. That's for sure. Um, but um, yeah, that was, a, that was, an, that's an, you know, what would it, and you ended up running what time? I ran 1943. 1943 so, broke 20 so sub 20 that's awesome. yeah. yeah that's that's awesome man and that puts you where that was six sixth place man so top 10 finishes thus far <laughs> um it's awesome man that's so cool um right on uh and then uh the bear right so you said you had five weeks between um hard rock and leadville three weeks between leadville and wasatch how did those three mm-hmm. weeks go and what did those look like um, training wise? Not just recover, massage, get back to some light running, repack, right? Unpack everything, <laughs> get it all cleaned right. out, start repacking, <laughs> yeah. working on your fuel plan again. Yeah. Um, right. The logistics of that and the bear we decided to drive out for. Uh, Wasatch, we flew out to Salt Lake and flew back, obviously, and then decided to drive to the Bear uh, just because right point to point and you go north. And then we came through southern Wyoming on the way back. So, yeah, doing all of those those little things for (laughs) it. So, yeah, not a lot of training. Just, (laughs) yeah, get back to run and make sure everything is is working well. What did you notice in between um, how how much time did it take for you to feel kind of recovered? Um, I know like, you know, my coach and I, we were working, we'd start running just light after like seven days and I could tell it wasn't 
I wasn't ready yet. And then about 10 days is where it hit. You know, they say that a mile for every 10 miles you race is kind of, you know, a good rule of thumb. And that's kind of what I found is like at 10 days, I was like, yeah, I feel recovered again. Did you find the same? Yeah. It took a good two weeks. Yeah. Right. It, good two weeks to start feeling halfway decent or particularly at the end. Did you start running any sooner than like that 10 days to 14 days or did you take like the full time? Um, I probably took, yeah, the next two weeks, right. The, yeah, the two weeks after were short, right. Hiking 30, 30 minutes to hour. And then maybe, maybe that third week before was our runs, um, maybe 90 minutes. Did you do any biking or anything? Um, uh, a little bit, not, not much, not much, not much cycling. Yeah. Which, which in hindsight, I probably could have incorporated the year of the, of the grand slam. I also had the Hawaii Ironman in October after Wasatch. So I I was (laughs) doing a lot of swimming and biking Mm. in between those races. Gotcha. Yeah. Right on. Okay. Um, anything else you want to touch on on either Leadville or um, uh, Wasatch or Hard Rock for that matter? Just, well, I guess you could. Yeah, um, if right, if if doing the Rocky Mountain Slam is is something that you're right thinking of for anybody listening, yeah, absolutely do it. It is just <laughs> one great way to see amazing portions of like Colorado and Utah into Idaho (laughs) and um, just the classic, the hard, the hard classic races uh, will get you ready for just about anything. So if if you want a big summer, yeah, Grand Slam, awesome. (laughs) Rocky Mountain Slam, amazing. (laughs) Uh, Be, be prepared to be humbled and, yeah, hopefully you won't have to wear a ray jacket <laughs> like I did, but I doubt it. Oh my god. You'll probably um, get some get some fine mountain weather. Uh well and, um you had touched on you said that you had to reformulate your nutrition plan, you know, between each uh, what went into that reformulation? Like what were the considerations that you took when you were, you know, kind of reformulating that? Oh, not necessarily re reformulate, but just repack and right get okay. all my right figure out how much you need between aid stations or drop mm. bags. And yeah. Yeah. Just that logistic side of, uh, of planning. Cause I always look at, look at hundreds as a third physical, a third mental and a third logistical. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Just the, just the logistics of drop bags, what stuff yet. Yeah, right. When are you going to take a light or a backup light? Right. Um, so just the unpacking and the repacking <laughs> of, uh, of fuel. Yeah. Not, not a lot of reformulation, just do you, organizing. Do you use any type of tool to like ultra pacer, for instance, to kind of look at like a timeline to say, you know, I'll be at this point at this time, or, you know, it potentially I'll have this much time between aid stations. Do you do any of that? Or is it just basic calculations? Like if I'm on this pace, you know, this is where I'll be at this aid station just generally number of hours in between aid stations or, or drop bags or crew points, and then figure out, yeah, calories, right. That'll need between then and, 
add a hundred, right. Just to have a right buffer or so, and right. Know that you can always take, take some from the aid station and nibbles here and there. So, um, Hmm. yeah, that's okay. Yeah. And then, and then look at historical times of either what I've run or where I think I'm going to run for those races and be able to come up with a reasonable range of times of how long those sections will take. Um, just out of curiosity, feel free to answer or not. Did you have conversations in between races with, with Coop? Um, and if so, what did those look like? Yeah, we would debrief either on the phone or just text or in person, right? Cause he was out at hard rock and out at Leadville. Um, to be able to, and Wasatch too. I think he was out at Wasatch as mm-hmm. well, which was, which was really, really cool. Yeah. So yeah, yeah be able to, um, yeah, talk through what went right, what went wrong and yeah, come up with a plan for the next couple of weeks, which, which I pretty much already knew what that was going to look like and make sure, sure there were no niggles, yeah. right. Things that needed to be taken care of and yeah, get after it for the next one. <laughs> right on. Um, with something like hard rock being your first experience there and, and obviously you had uh, kind of crude and pace there, so you knew the course and such. Um, did you get any other insights? Um, you know, like, did you guys have a conversation going into that race? Like, you know, race strategy kind of thing. I think the big thing for going into hard rock this year was the snow pack that mm-hmm. was still there and how to deal with that. And are there any equipment changes or things to do differently? And so it turned out right no you're just going to go with regular trail shoes probably not going to bring traction um but just make sure right you have your poles have gloves right to be able to get up and down some of those snowy icy sections mm-hmm. for that and uh yeah thanks to him for helping i know he helped get one of my pacers that i had planned had the week uh the week of the race and so mm-hmm. he was able to wrangle uh zach miller to to <laughs> nice. help help run me from you ray to <laughs> tell ride which was which was really cool because yeah when zach miller's your pacer you gotta you gotta be right right running just about every step because <laughs> it was it was great and then he turned me over to Stephen moore uh who i had paced before and then our friend esther kendall had done an early stint early and then one late so yeah, it was just a great team. Nice. So thanks nice. to, yeah, thanks to Coop for, for being out there for me and the support that, that he gave, he gave me and helping get me ready and stay healthy through the whole summer. Yeah, for sure. Um, did you, and forgive me for all the, the ancillary questions, but I think a lot people can take a lot away from what you did here. Um, did you guys take any special considerations for heat training? Like for, especially for like Wasatch? We did actually going into Wasatch, a um, couple sauna sessions, sauna protocol, maybe seven or eight times in the sauna in the 10 days before the race, before Wasatch. Okay. Uh, that helped. And maybe in hindsight, we could have done that before Leadville, right? Thinking, okay, Leadville could be warm. And uh, um, yeah, mental note is... Or, or for other people, if you're coming to coming to Leadville, if it's not warm, it's going to feel warm. 
mm. right? Particularly on some of those exposed sections, um, middle of the race. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, uh, uh, the biggest takeaway that, you know, I, I, I find is that you were able to make the um, acclimatizations for a number of variables that, you know, were often at times that a lot of us that come to races like Leadville, we don't, we're not afforded those opportunities, but you took care of altitude, right? Like you're able to train at altitude uh, for all of your events. Um, you took care of, well, pretty much heat. Um, you know, you prepped for that for Wasatch. We weren't sure about what Leadville would be, but yeah, in hindsight, you could have. Um, you took care of the nutrition and hydration variable, right? Yeah. So you were just controlling all the controllables. Um, was there any other consideration that you took in in preparing for all of this? Um, you know, obviously you had the training adaptations. You were doing um, volume. You were doing um, vertical gain. Uh, you had strength training component. Is there anything else that you can think of that, you know, um, you took into consideration? You took gear considerations, it sounds like, because you thought about the snowpack um what else is there anything else for me right the right just making sure to get a really right the best night's sleep you can get every night and not dig yourself a hole so really thankful knock on wood i don't i don't think i was sick at all this year hmm. um so didn't get run down and if you need to sleep a little bit extra or get to bed early do it so <laughs> important for for that um so yeah taking care of your of your body take care of your sleep um hard rock was warm as well right which was it was a sneaky warm hot during the day so you had to scoop like those those solomon filter flasks are incredible <laughs> yes <laughs> right to be able to scoop from a stream i know i scooped so much at hard rock i scooped at leadville coming right those those creeks that were running because yeah we did have creeks that ran pretty much all summer here mm -hmm. so being able to to scoop water on the backside of hope pass coming back from winfield was key because it was super easy to run out of water even if you took yes. two or three flasks from the aid station by the time you got to sheep gulch you could be out of water right so being able to know where the water sources were have a plan for filtering and yeah, so that you show up to hopeless or twin lakes and you're not totally in the hole. Right. Yeah. No. So yeah. Thinking about those, those factors and that's also the logistics side of it as well. Um, bringing a, a filter flask with you so that you can scoop and safely, safely drink water. I will say, so a funny 2021 bear story, that after the race well i had the last 20 miles i had eaten a lot of those little mini three musketeers yes right candy from the aid station and i i think i solely <laughs> so solely subsisted on on those and finished it was dark we get back to the to the rental place and a shower i get totally sick to my uh a stomach and meredith said oh you ate too much chocolate right shame on you. <laughs> and then, the, and then the next couple of weeks, I have no appetite. I'm losing weight, not feeling great. And finally I go to the clinic. And at that point I, I thought I had Giardia, mm -hmm. right. Which I had never had before and always had filtered water. And sure enough, I had Giardia. 
So uh, that was the 2021 bear oh. story was the the post Yardia from that. <laughs> I, I don't think I got it from the race because I didn't scoop any water there because there are right lots of cows that are grazing in those in those sure. fields. So there's not a lot of clean water sources. Right. Right. Even with a filter. <laughs> lessons learned <laughs> lessons learned so so at this year's bear i was right knowing right you have your vest with your flasks and then also take a handheld or two handhelds right because some of those sections are so pretty long and hot yeah good considerations absolutely um man paul you've had so many cool experiences um paul and i were at utmb in 2019 so he's gotten western states he's gotten utmb he's gotten hard rock <laughs> um what what else is on the bucket list i know you said there's so many cool things out there but do you have some some like some big ones that you still want to tick off i'd love to i'd love to go hard rock the other direction mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. i'll put in for hard rock for 2024 to go clockwise um last year i did nolan's south to north so in future years i'd like to go north to south and I, okay. I think the number of people that have done Nolans in both directions is pretty small. Maybe under, maybe you, maybe you can count them on one hand. Mm. I don't, I don't think there's many people that have done it both directions uh, under sixty hours. So that would be fun to, fun to do in the future. Uh, tour, tour de gents. Okay. I had a slot, I think, for 2018. That was the the year I stress fractured my femur, so I wasn't mm -hmm. able to do Western, wasn't to do the collegiate loop that summer, had a slot to tour that I had to <laughs> had to give up. Uh, so that's that's in the back of the mind as well. Okay. All right. Yeah. Have you done a, a 200? Um no, yeah. no, 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 okay. not a full, not a full 200, just, okay. just collegiate loop 162 was, uh, was that's, the furthest and, okay. uh, got it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to take a crack at Barkley if, if okay. I ever get in Yeah, as well. So, uh, yeah, how put, many, how many times put you my navigation, that? uh, this, this is my third, this third. is my third time putting it. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Are we, are we allowed to talk about that or not? I, I'm sure Laz isn't listening, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but even so, I, I don't think it's, it's the worst thing to talk about how many times you've applied. So I think we're okay. Yeah. There. <laughs> uh, that's, that's great. That's cool. Well, that, I mean, we'll, we'll just put it out in the world. Yes. It's the, yeah. the others. Uh, that's awesome, man. Um, those are some really cool. Um, yeah. I'd like to do tours too. So um, very neat. That's cool. Um, any plans to, to race abroad um, for anything else? No, I think I've I've itched the UTMB TDS bug. Mm -hmm. TDS I did in 2017. Okay. Right, UTMB 2019. Yeah. Um yeah, we'll see. We'll see also what Meredith wants to do, right? Next year is yeah. gonna be she'll turn 50 next November. So she gets right of first refusal for anything big or epic <laughs> for next year so nice. nice i may have to defer my my plans or aspirations for 2025 yeah well and they just announced the uh what did they call it the world uh trail running series um you know they they 
they got together and collectively made, I think it's nine races. Um, so they're going to have like a, a world majors, um, you know, similar to the, the, the five or six, six <laughs> marathon majors. That's cool. So, um, we got some cool stuff coming up, you know, I, th- I think that's pretty neat that, uh, our, our sports evolving a bit. So, um, Yes. Paul, yes. Man. We'll make reservations for the private jet so we can go to all yes. those, all those great <laughs> places. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm, I'm just glad that they're not trying to make people, you know, do it all in, in one year. Like they, they understand that there, there's an impact that is made by you know saying you got to do this all in one year. Right. Um, you know, so um, yeah, it's, it's tough enough. I mean, you've done two slams. Um, the logistics of it are just, incredible and in kind of in summation do you have like anything that you would tell people about logistics the you know financial commitments stuff like that um any comments to to make there you know for advice for people that are are thinking about either the grand slam or the rocky mountain slam yeah have a travel agent okay or (laughs) or a spouse or somebody close to you on your team that is very good at making travel arrangements and rental cars and hotels or yeah right. air right yes. yeah yeah you name it and right enjoys it play play the points game right the free <laughs> tickets and all of that the upgrades just to try and minimize the stress on you so yeah. um i'm lucky that meredith handles that side of uh our are racing and yeah, training. So I'm really, really fortunate that I just have to have to listen (laughs) and be, be supportive when plans don't always go the way that you want, right. Things cancel or you have to weather's weather's rolling in. So you're going to have to leave earlier or later or something like that. So yeah. Yeah. Be flexible. (laughs) Right on. Paul, man, uh, I so appreciate your time and congratulations on another slam. <laughs> that's, that's incredible. And all the finishes, you, just, you did amazing at all of these. Um, so it's, that's so cool. 92 hours and, you know, completion two hours um, off the, what would we titled this? The fastest accumulation no, I think, times. What, I think uh, he was 86 or 86. Oh, okay, well, Maybe still. right under 87 hours okay. total, something like that. Gotcha. If gotcha. you add up all of those times. So it was I was hoping just to go under 90 okay. by, by the time the bear kind of rolled down. And I, I took a, I took a crack at it. Yeah. It didn't pay off, but uh, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I was, I was happy to yes. keep the rubber side down and finish. And yeah. is it, a, is it a one and done or would you ever what? do the, would you ever do the Rocky mountain slam again? No, no, I'm perfectly happy with, <laughs> with with one Grand Slam and one Rocky Mountain Slam. That's right on. That's a big summer for everybody. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And um, as you, you have, know, you, as you, you do have another race this year. Do you want to mention that? <laughs> Hellgate, Hellgate, hundred hundred k plus going back to Virginia. Classic David Horton. Uh, yeah, it'll be the week after my fiftieth birthday. So, what other way to celebrate? that and see some good friends on the east coast so totally stoked <laughs> to go suffer appropriately on the hellgate course <laughs> that's fantastic well happy early birthday um paul how can people connect with you uh sometimes i'm on instagram <laughs> strava for sure right i'm always picking up trash okay. here in lake county so <laughs> when you're out there on uh, on a run 
because running for me, right, can feel like a selfish pursuit. And so sure. if you're cleaning up your community while you're out running, I do just bring a couple of those plastic garbage bags that yeah. they charge you five or 10 cents for, put it to good use, pick up some beer cans, some fireball shooters, <laughs> whatever it is that's in, you, in your community. <laughs> and uh, yeah, sometimes you'll find some weird stuff on the road and sometimes some of it's usable. <laughs> Some of it's not, <laughs> but yeah, so that's kind of turned into a small little passion project of mine is to gradually clean up, right. The roads and the trails, yeah, uh, here it's, it's a beautiful world. And if we can leave it a better place than, than when we found it, then that's what we should do. It's a wonderful message to end on. I appreciate you, Paul. And thank you for catching up with me, my friend. Thank you as well, Aaron. Congratulations once again to Paul Terranova. I'm super excited for him. And I want to say thank you once again, man, Paul. It's just amazing and inspiring the things that you continue to do. I really appreciate that. It's, uh, you know, it, it means a lot to me as, uh, as an athlete that, you know, wants to stay after it. So, Paul, thanks, man. Thanks for being amazing. Um, so far as everything else that's going on here in the world of um, running is life, uh, man, I just finished a nutrition certification. Uh, it's sports nutrition certification. Now, what does that mean? Uh, well, it does not mean that I can prescribe um, nutrition advice. Uh, it does not mean that I can diagnose nutrition problems. It just gives me a more formal education and understanding as to what our bodies do and need in relation to running. Uh, I have a better understanding of what's going on and how to better facilitate recovery and, uh, you know, uh, basically fueling for my athletes, uh, things that I can talk about with them or, you know, refer them to a dietitian for. Uh, so it, it just broadens my my scope, right? Like I understand a little bit more of, of the nutrition component uh, of, of running and it's, you know, basically uh, how essential it is to, to our, our performance and our lives. Uh, so great, great certification. Uh, it, you know, it was, it was, uh, it was a lot. <laughs> uh, so I, it's something that I need to keep revisiting from time to time to make sure that I'm grasping concepts because there aren't concepts that I am as familiar with. Um, but I'm, I'm glad to have this knowledge and be able to share it with my, uh, with my athletes. Um, so speaking of which I've had a number of people kind of reach out about coaching, Super appreciate having those conversations. It's not to say that I am the coach for everyone. And, you know, uh, if you're interested in coaching, if you're interested in talking about, uh, you know, 2024 and your goals for 2024, uh, reach out through whatever way is easiest for you. All of my contacts are in the show notes. Happy to have those conversations. I will send you my call schedule and we'll, we'll have a phone conversation. We can talk about your goals and, and how I train people and see if it's something that you're interested in. If I'm, you know, the right type of coach for you, because uh, as I said, I may not be the right type of coach for you. You may be looking for something specific in which, uh, you know, I, I, I may not be the right guy. <laughs> uh, but again, uh, please, you know, reach out. Uh, it's I believe in you know what I do, and uh, you know I'm happy to share what I do and how I do things. I'm an open book. Um, I'm here uh, for your needs. Uh, I don't have a contract. It's something that I don't believe. If you know if you're not training, then 
yeah, I don't think you should be paying me. <laughs> so I don't have a contract. I uh, want to make sure it's working for you and you're paying for the services that you want to get. Uh, right now, we're actually having year-end meetings with all my athletes. So my call schedule is kind of busy at the moment um, just because I'm having those conversations with my athletes and making sure that they're um, they're getting what they need. It's uh, you know accountability for themselves as well as for me. Um, we're checking in on the year, how their goals were or were not met. Uh, talking about their training, what they liked, what they didn't like, maybe what they want to incorporate moving forward, what they want to see more of. So we're having those conversations right now. You know, I, th- I think it makes me a better coach and it makes them a better athlete. So um, obviously just I'm, I'm all about the communication and trying to make sure that uh, we're doing the right things. So um, that said, again, you know, feel free to reach out. I'm $125 a month. Um, I, I try to keep it at a rate that's affordable for, you know, for the people that I want to coach. I, I like the, you know, the, the ordinary average, average runner, <laughs> uh, whether you're front of the pack or back of the pack or in between, uh, I'm here for that. You know, the, all the, all the runners, <laughs> I'm happy to coach whoever, uh, you know, you, you don't need to be experienced, um, or an elite. I'm happy to coach everybody and I try to treat everybody equally and fairly. So that's my coaching. That's my, uh, my soapbox. I'll get off that now. <laughs> and, uh, and kind of just keep, you know, talking about uh, everything else that's going on in my training. Um, I want to say congratulations to Natalie Daniels. Oh my gosh, she just did um, a route that she wanted to establish an FKT on. In the process, she set the um, the supported FKT for the Gritchell route, 100 miles from uh, Grandfather Mountain to Mount Mitchell. But she continued on on the Mountains to Sea Trail, ran to Mount Pisgah, summited Mount Pisgah, and back down. Continued on the Mountains to Sea all the way to the Art Loeb Trail at the Black Balsam Trail head and then drop down the art lobe trail all the way to davidson river trailhead where she finished uh probably just over 200 or so miles uh, incredible performance i got to pace her from um I, I summited mount pisco with her and came back down and then i took the mountains to see all the way to black balsam where she picked up Teresa bowser for the art lobe section and Teresa brought her home uh, it was incredible to share this experience with her. Um, not only is she an athlete of mine, she's a friend. And being able to crew and pace and be a part of that experience was amazing um, from both sides. And I really enjoyed that. I'm so glad that I get to do these sort of things. Uh, it is a privilege and an honor. Um, yeah, getting a little bit, getting a little bit emotional. <laughs> uh, really proud of her. I really am. Next weekend, uh, I'll be at the Looking Glass 100K. Uh, I am the captain for the aid station at the Buck Springs uh, location, which is up by Mount Pisgah. So as you come by, if you're in the race, please say hello. I've got about nine of my own athletes racing. So again, it's going to be great to see people out there. Um, it's mile 42 into the race. Um, so yeah, like I said, if you're around, if you're crewing, if you're pacing, uh, please stop by, say, Hey, uh, if I'm busy, I apologize. <laughs> I've got to be taking care of the runners. I got to remember my place and what I'm doing and not try to be too overly social, but I certainly want to say hello if you drop by. Cause I always appreciate when people say hello. Um, other than that, uh, man, if you have any ideas for the podcast, anything that you want to hear from questions you may have. Uh, on anything, training, racing, whatever, um, please bring them to my attention. If there's uh, guests that you want to hear from or topics that you want, um, let me know. You know, send me, drop me a line. Uh, again, all my communications are um, are in the show notes. You can visit my website at runningislife.run, uh, and there's contact forms through there, uh, old podcasts, old newsletters, all that stuff's on the website. Um, my coaching, my philosophy, all that stuff, all on the website. So please check that out. Um, happy to, again, 
happy to hear from you. Uh, whether you have uh, positive or negative feedback, you know, please let me know. Thank you. Uh, continue to uh, you know uh, subscribe, uh, like, leave a review. All that stuff helps this uh, and spreads the word. Share the podcast if you feel it's helpful for somebody. Uh, love that. I appreciate all of that. And and especially thank you to my Patreon supporters. Um, if you want to support on Patreon, again, that's what keeps me going on this thing. Uh, it, you can see, do so on the links in the show notes for as little as dollars a month. Um, but it's not not necessary in any means. I want to keep this um, you know free to everybody. Uh, I did pick up a uh, ambassadorship for 2020 I had more of a, I had it, it was more of an informal ambassadorship this year with USWE, uh, USWE PAX, uh, but it, we're, we've more become more of a formal engagement. And uh, if you want, I will put the discount code in my show notes. So if you want to check out USWE PAX and use the discount code on their website, that will be in the show notes. Uh, I'll be talking more about the USWE PAX. You heard in you know, my episodes what USWE I used. I'll probably do a more formal review on my YouTube channel. So you can check out my YouTube channel at Aaron Saft. All right. I think that's it for this time. Uh, I'll be releasing a episode before Thanksgiving, but just in case, I really hope you have a great Thanksgiving and are enjoying yourself, are enjoying your training. If you have a goal race coming up, I wish you the best of luck. Um, so thank you, my friends. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of the Running is Life podcast. Keep moving forward.